Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. And Greg Hello, everyone, and welcome to Single High, Notre Dame football podcast brought to you by UHND.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong. Frank is uh, still doing the baby thing, um, so he will not be with us tonight. Although I think he is going to do a um, he's going to do a solo pod either Thursday or Friday. Um, he he's I know he's itching to discuss Notre Dame football. Um, you know, occupy his mind with things that don't involve babies and diapers. So um, look forward to hearing that from Frank later on this week. But in his stead, we have a guest, Michael Mudo. So he is um, my pod partner on our untitled Notre Dame USC football podcast that we've been doing for the last, I guess, six years. I think and, it's seven. Uh, this is your seven. Is it seven? Yeah. Okay. So cult following so we are um we're gonna i guess it's like a crossover pod what do you call this what what would you call yeah, it well I mean, right you, you invited me over to the single high playground because uh, yeah. you know you and i always talk about usc football so yeah you know and Fra- frank's on the dl it's nice you guys say you had a baby but we all know it's because uhnd has strict vac- vaccination policy <laughs> That's some Pac-12 humor. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's it. Yeah, Frank is walking out is what it is. He has, uh, <laughs> He's protesting. Um, so for people who don't know, so the the Untitled pod is basically, it's uh, we're both in LA. Michael is the USC man of the two of us. So um, he we talk about, you know, our team and, and, he made fun of me earlier when we started the pod and lately I've been more making fun of him. And this is, so, this is true. yeah, so it's just, that's kind of uh, how it's been going. Um, and since it is our week, Michael, it is the, uh, the Notre Dame USC week. Um, the we greatest figured, inter- intersectional rivalry in all of college football. In all of college football, it's Michael. Back. It is literally unparalleled. So um that's where uh we are so i figured let's let's have michael on and we'll talk about the game great um great. really quickly michael where i want to get the pulse your pulse as a usc fan um you know you lost clay 
I think that really hurt my feelings and it uh, kind of delighted you a lot more. So where where are you at with the USC season well, right now? Before we start, it's unplanned. You don't you don't know about this, but I, I got a little something in front of me here for Frank. It, it's a congratulations. Uh, you know, he always drinks the IPA on the pod. So let's see if I can do this. Oh, that wasn't very good. It's a little bottle oh. of sh- champagne for Frank and the new a baby. A bottle of champagne. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, you and uh, Brendan really missed out on doing that last <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's the cheapest one I could buy. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Clay Holton. So, uh, you know, this is this is going to sound weird. And since, you know, we didn't do a preview podcast on our own, I'm gonna, you, get, you get all my stuff here. Yeah. I kind of miss Clay Holton. <laughs> It's, uh, okay, maybe, I, I I understand how you feel about that, but like, tell explain why that is. Maybe it's you know it's like a bad relationship. You, you know, you don't know what to do after it's over. Uh, but it's look, I, I, he's not a good head head football coach. I mean, let's let's get that out of the way right now. I just I I just don't know. I I think they're worse now, which is crazy. <laughs> Which is crazy to me that USC is worse after they got rid of the problem, and I I don't know why they're worse. I don't know, you know. The, obviously, the coordinators aren't aren't the best in the business. The kids really love Clay Helton, so that probably had to hurt morale. Uh, it's just disorienting to lose your head coach because you don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. year. It, you know, it's a lot, and I I just didn't expect them to be worse. Say what you will about Clay Helton. He did lose to Stanford at home, but I just don't think he would have lost to Utah at home. I, I don't think that would have happened. I don't think, uh, I don't think they're three and three right now. If Clay Helton's still the head coach, they probably have a little bit of a better record. Um, it's just, I don't know. I feel like the life just got stu- uh, sucked out of the room. You know, they always say that you know USC is like a, a sports car and they just had the wrong driver in there, right? I don't I don't watch F one. A lot of people mm-hmm. watch watch that. I guess that's a good analogy. But uh now the the car's in the garage. Uh, it's the Kyle Hamilton podcast. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know. It's it's just like this is who knows what's happening. Recruits are decommitting. That's always fun. That's um, tough. It, it's just like the wheels have fallen off when you already thought it couldn't get worse. So yeah. I Say what you will about Clay. He, he was a steady hand. I, I He shouldn't be the coach. But, you know, in true USC fashion, you have to fire your coaches in the middle of the season. So, you know, just put things in, in a little bit of turmoil. And I don't know why they couldn't have done the LSU thing. I, I mean, I guess we know why, because that Stanford crowd was, was pretty hostile. Right. And, and no one showed up to the Coliseum. But, I mean, Clay Holton could have beat Washington State. Anyone could have beat Washington State. They... It's just, I don't know. So I miss Clay. I'm glad he's gone. And here we are, Notre Dame week. <laughs> it's just so many feelings, Greg. There's just so many feelings swirling right. through my, my right. Head. And I and and I miss him because it's it was so much fun to make fun of him, right? Like it was fun yeah. to like see the the screen, like do the screenshots of his faces that he would make on the just sideline, you know, jaw and, wide open, just confused right, on how he got like, totally confused, has no idea what's going on, you know, and, and that was a good time. But I think I, you know, and I hadn't really thought about it um, since they fired him, but I think they are worse. And it's just like, look, you, you do need someone to run the program. And like in other 
in other sports, like in soccer, right? Like when they sack the coach, like they bring in another coach. And this is clearly like we're not going to bring in somebody else, right? Like it's going to be, you know, the cornerbacks coach for the rest of the year. And and it's like you you lose basically the guy who organizes everything and you, do, you don't replace him. And so there's like just you're down one less person on the staff who, you know, is kind of right. in charge of the whole operation. And Dante Williams has never been a head coach before. So, right. you know, the it wasn't He's like he was going to quit. I know. It wasn't like he was going to quit if Clay Hilton got fired. Right. That you could have put somebody else who's been a head coach before in the spot. Right. Or, or kept, you know, like, I, like we said, the Stanford game was really rough. And, you know, Leinert's depressed. Bill Plaschke of the LA Times is, is gunning for Helton. I mean, it's, it was a pretty rough crowd after the Stanford yeah. game. So I, you almost had to do it. But it, it, they're worse. They're worse now. And I, it, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's kind of funny, I guess, that, that the, now, you know, now everyone just piles on Keaton Slovis. So I was getting in Twitter fights with people today. It's a tough, it's a tough, tough scene for him right now. Cause everyone wants the freshman, right? Like right. everyone wants Jackson Dart and his wavy hair and his star Wars face uh. with the, with the eye black and stuff. So, um, you know, that's a tough scene for him, but I think, you know, I don't think that they fired Helton to get better. Like, I don't think that they, no, no. They had any sort of illusion that it's like, oh, we're going to fire Helton and then things are going to turn around. It was, we need to fire Helton so oh. that things actually don't get better so that it looks like we might have to keep him. I mean, it's like, right, right, right. It's one of those things like, I'm firing you before I change my mind kind of thing. Well, that's why the, the administration did it. However, the fans got to see you know, USC bowl over it, a weak Washington state team with their backup quarterback and new interim <laughs> head coach. And it, it, they haven't been the same since no. USC fans. Everyone wants Jackson dart. Everyone is beside themselves. I, the Dante Williams love went, went away real quick, but you know, you just, they just think there's, he's the, he's the end all be all the fix all. And it's like, this guy's a torn meniscus. He's like, what, what do you week want to week, him? Michael? I mean, I don't he, even think he's cleared to play as as of recording right now. He is not. So he's not, and he's taking like scout team reps. So yeah, it, it's just like let the kid let the kid be a kid. Like he's not gonna be the savior. Um, you know, what did somebody tweet? Someone's like, oh, USC. I only give USC a five percent chance, and that's if Dart comes in and pulls a Caleb Williams. It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we're that's the world we're living in. That's <laughs> it's like one Caleb Williams is like the number two quarterback in the nation, like top eight prospect. Two, he plays for Oklahoma, like the best quarterback school in the nation. Um, <laughs> things are a little different. Also, does not have a torn meniscus. <laughs> so, all right, um, you know. all right. That, right, so we've got your okay. we've gotten your USC impressions. I've you have obviously you're watching a lot of Notre Dame because we have to watch our teams. Although I I, I I watch less of your team because they're often on a channel that nobody has. So this is a, this is a real problem, in, including you, by the way. Yes, um, including I, you. So. I want the Notre Dame fans to know this is I want to endear myself to them <laughs> that I bought Peacock. To watch the stupid um, act was it Toledo? The Toledo, Toledo yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I, I have watched the games. Don't think for the podcast that Greg just brought his friend on here. I've I've done the work, and and we appreciate that, Michael. Thank you. We we should mention right off the top too. Michael will be making his first trip to South Bend this weekend. That's true. I'm very excited. Uh, it, you know, it's it's supposed to be the nicest campus in all of college sports, all of Power Five sports. I can't imagine that it. A group of five school has a better campus, but whatever. <laughs> That's just the list I saw. Uh, and it should be super fun. It's going to be cold. And I'm from California, so everyone's going to make fun of me for, for being cold and not having an appropriate jacket. But I, I want to see Touchdown Jesus. I want to see the Grotto. Um, I, it's, you know, it's college football, man. This is, this is what we live for. I have to, I have to tell you, um, the jacket, you, uh, according to many people on Twitter, you may not need it. And you shouldn't need it because we're all sissies. <laughs> it's so silly. It's so. Did you, silly. Did you see that on? Twitter oh, I saw. Today? I okay. saw the exchange. I, honestly, like it was, but I was, it was a, I was flaming Twitter. I shouldn't have done it, but whatever. I was bored. But uh, it, it's like people can be cold, you know. Like it's okay. Um, well, here's here's the thing, and here's where I don't endear myself to Notre Dame fans. Okay. People who live in the snow are wrong, and. <laughs> The second they move to somewhere that is no snow, they realize how wrong they are and their body adapts to proper living conditions and you just can't get that that headspace back. So you, you just kind of wear it as a badge, badge of courage because you know you're wrong and, and that's all you can do. You, you don't want to be the person who's like, yeah, where you live is better than me. <laughs> well, there are... I mean, they know, but they, ha- they have to like lean into the, oh, I'm a cold guy, you know, yeah, but they know, yeah, yeah. they know they're cold. Well, there are people who, like my dad, for example, like he, he famously refuses to wear like a jacket or pants or anything. It's like his thing. And it's like, well, we'll go to the snow, right? Like every February we go on a snow trip, a ski trip and, and we're out in the mountains and he's, you know, in his shorts and stuff. And it's, it's like 10 degrees right like it's 20 degrees or whatever it is and it's like why don't you put on a jacket he's like i'm not cold it's like you are cold like it's below freezing (laughs) like it's in the name freezing freezing like i the water is now frozen you are cold you should put on a jacket um as long as your your hands your feet your head warm you're fine yes yes (laughs) so 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 are you are you at all concerned that you are going to go to Notre Dame's campus and you're going to fall in love with the university. No, zero, zero. Zero percent. It's you, not, asked, it's, you asked me there's this. There's not even week. a non-zero chance. Well, I, I will say this. I was thinking about it this morning, and I mentioned on our podcast that I'm not a perfect week kind of guy. Like I don't care if Notre Dame wins or loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, yes, it you do. Uh, well, no, wait, hold on. You're, you're, spoiling okay. the, you're spoiling this here. Okay, okay. I, I don't care if they win or lose. I, I don't judge myself off what other people do. It's it's the games that, when they play against each other, that matter. And I would prefer a mightier Notre Dame team because, one, if USC beats them, that's great. And, two, it's just easier to hate. Like, when Brian Kelly yeah, had, yeah, that, yeah. had that crap team, it's like, oh, this isn't fun. <laughs> Like, right, like this. These guys, these poor eighteen-year-old kids are are you know doing their best, and they're just getting shellacked by fans and other teams, and you know this isn't fun. Like, you know, their coaches are getting fired, everyone's mad. Like that's not what we're here for. I'm here for I'm here for a good time. I want strong teams. I want you know good football. Like I, I'm not one of those guys. Like ah, oh, Notre Dame should lose every week. 
And then, you know, if once you're good, I could say that because I know it's not going to happen and it's like easy to hate you. Right. But when you're like middling, it's like, eh, whatever, who cares? So I want Notre Dame to be good so I can hate them. And I think seeing your nice campus and seeing all the history and touchdown Jesus and, you know, all, all that, all the stuff, uh, it'll make me hate you more, which is, which is what I want, which is what I want. Um, I'm really glad. Actually, that's a really good point. I'm glad you said that because so I was listening to the um, the Sons of Saturday podcast um, with Luke and Tyler, and they were uh, Luke was going on about how much he hated USC. Good, good. And and I was thinking about it because and, and and what you just said is 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 accurate. Like I don't hate USC right now. I revel in their in your like misery. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And, and like I, whenever they lose, I'm, I think it's great. Right. And if they win, I guess it doesn't really matter to me, but it, it when they lose, I think it's very funny, but I don't think that, that people truly understand the Pete Carroll era. If you didn't live here in LA during that time. And I've obviously I've lived in L.A. my entire life. So I was here for that. And, you know, the Carroll era, especially like 03, 04 and 05, like when it was Bush and Leinart and like Lindale White and Dwayne Jarrett and all those guys. It was and and the only thing I can really describe it to was um, during the the Shaq Kobe era with the Lakers, where Mm. Everything was buzzing about the Lakers. And it was just like every time you went to Staples, like there was just a certain energy about that team and those guys. And like we like whenever they were in the finals, like you would drive around um, the city and the Laker flags were everywhere. I mean, they were everywhere. It was it was a real thing. It was a whole thing. And and even like later on when it was Kobe and Powell. Like it just didn't have that energy, even though they were still like winning championships. Right. And they right. were going to the finals and all that. And they were really good. It just didn't have the same feel. And the Carroll era was like that, where it was just everything with USC was magic. And it was like in the air. Well, I mean, the NCAA had to change, change the rules because they didn't like celebrities on the sidelines. <laughs> that's yeah, a real, like that's was, a real thing that happened. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was in the air. How, cool usc was out here and like snoop was there every game will ferrell was there every game it was it was the worst because it was like usc is this freaking juggernaut and it was cool and it did make me hate them like it's such a good it's a good thing that you you said that like it's such a great point because i hated them so much during this time and that's why the 05 game hurt so bad to have them lose because it's like i'm tired of i'm tired of these guys you know like i'm tired of them always winning and so i i totally get it like just yeah um you know that whole be good so that i can hate you kind of thing right um, that, that's the, that's the space i live in i i would say this is what i'll say about usc and their campus so the 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 coliseum is like not a great stadium just objectively right like it's a famous stadium but the stadium itself kind of sucks but the the campus 
the on campus, so not in the parking lots, but the on campus tailgating scene is a sight. And it's pretty impressive, I have to say. It was um, it was number five on the list of best. Yeah, power, I mean, it's, five a, it's a, yeah, it's a nice little uh, it's a nice little thing they got going. So, um, you know, but I'm I'm excited for you to you know get to South Bend. I mean, it is like the mecca of you know college football right. and that sort of thing, and New and every, meet, all the the four horsemen. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's just like there's a certain feel to it. Um, with the band and, you know, there's a nice energy around campus. It's going to be a nice day. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it should, yeah, it should be. It should be. All right. I hope the so <laughs> I'm trying to look into what? it. Traveler, the USC's mascot. Traveler will not be there. He will not be there. Okay. No, I don't think Traveler's ever been there. Really? I don't think so. That doesn't sound right. They're bringing the horse. Yeah. The horse goes places. I don't think it's going to Notre Dame. The horse is the best part. The best part, really. I don't think. Look, we didn't let Purdue bring their stupid drum, so you're not bringing a, a, an animal to our stadium. All right, all right. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, anyway, on to okay, more pressing so, issues. So, well, let's 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 talk about this game a little bit. Yeah. Later. What do you? How, how much do you consider? Like, think about like USC winning or losing this game? I feel like it's house money because USC is, I, I think they could lose every game now. And right. that's true. You know, I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know how they're going to play. And, you know, so any, any, I just want them to perform well. And if they perform well, they can hang in a game. And that means like they might be able to beat you. So, you know, it's not, overwhelming like oh yeah they got this but i i think they can specifically notre dame because i've watched the notre dame games mm-hmm. and i i don't know if they will but i think they could so how like i said house money house money how does usc win the game so what i was Make what i'm, Make what I'm thinking here is the notre dame offense has been a bit anemic mm-hmm. at, the be- at the beginning of games it's a fair statement so I, I did see on the Twitters today that, you know, they've played five top 20 defenses or something. And even if you adjust for Notre Dame being on those defensive schedules, it's still the defenses actually get better or something. Right, like that, right, 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 right. So, I mean, you know, I, I get that point. But just watching, just the eye test, I don't need fancy numbers. They, they tend to not score a lot of points early. And that's good for, for USC because they're usually good for like at least a touchdown in, in the first quarter. So, yeah. if the game can stay close, they they have a shot. And I Notre Dame seems to keep teams close, even even in the games they win, the the other teams close. Mm-hmm. And I, I you know I've seen I've seen it before. Watch that, you know I've got I bought Peacock to watch Toledo almost beat Notre Dame. Right. I, I watched Virginia Tech almost beat Notre Dame. And USC is just as good as those schools. So, it, at least offensively. Yeah, at least offensively. Definitely. So, I mean, I would say definitely better offensively, actually. And like I said, the, I'm not talking about USC's defense more as I'm talking about Notre Dame's offense being mm-hmm. not hot. So, right. you know, the, the word on the street is Jack Cohn's going to be the starting quarterback. And he loves to get sacked. He loves to not score points early. And that's good for USC's defense. And I didn't know. This, this blew my mind when I was looking at the little ESPN thing. 
Uh, Kyron Williams has less rushing yards than Keontae Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just a shock because obviously Kyron Williams is a better player. So that's a that's a red flag on your your offense there. Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been a tough sled for uh, for Kyron so far. So, I mean, I think I think Notre Dame's better, but I, you know, they they let teams hang around, and that's good for the team that's hanging around. Right, it's not, that's good. For this the isn't team like that's a gonna, that's you know a plus analysis here, but that's just what you know that's what happens. Very much a fair point. All right, so you are let's say you're perusing the Twitter machine, uh-huh. and it comes up on your feed that that uh, Jack Cohn is the starting quarterback. Like, how does that make you feel? Better. I feel better because I the look. He's he's a great guy. He's got some good fourth quarter comebacks. I'm sh- I'm sure you know grad transfer or whatever. But man, uh, we he, he gets hit all the time, which is not a good trait when you're playing mm-hmm. the game of football, regardless about sacks or or whatever. He just stands back there and he's immobile, and it's one thing you don't have to worry about. That's probably why the running game isn't so good because. They don't have to worry about Cohen doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'm happy, happy about it. <laughs> Red flaggy. Like, yeah. so, like, that's and, what, like, yeah. that is my big thing. Like, you are doing, that. you're doing the thing that the opponent wants you to do. Like, the opponent sees who you're playing at quarterback, and they think this, this improves our chances to win. And... I'm a firm, like, don't do that kind of guy, you know? Don't do the thing that your opponent wants is basically a nice way to, like, go about. Right. Well, especially against SC, right? Like, Tyler Buchner, like, SC doesn't know how to scout for guys. So, Well, they're, 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 they're terrible against running okay. quarterbacks, for one. Yeah. Historically, yeah. I mean, they're just, uh, they're a putrid, putrid run defense like Oregon State ran for like 700 against them or whatever it was. It yep. was not that. It was like 330. But still, it was a lot though. Like you got teams running the ball all over them, and we're using the guy who like decreases our effectiveness as a running team. Just doesn't make sense. Anyway, continue. Uh, so yeah, so I I I'm happy about Jack Cohen being being mm. the quarterback. Mm. Uh. You know, he throws he throws a pretty good ball, but I don't, he doesn't get to do it very often. Uh, I I did so uh, what the guys at One Foot Down had me do a little Q and A. So I'm <laughs> about the USC Trojans. I'm stepping on that a little bit, but uh, the, like you said, the Trojans aren't good at tackling. So there is a world where Kylan Williams has 250 yards rushing by the middle of the third quarter, <laughs> and and this thing's over. So I mean that world does exist. I. I don't know how it's going to be. I mean, I don't know, you know, what number left tackle you guys are using. Is it your fourth one? Your we're on one? number four, but we're, uh, the fourth one seems to be the best one. So okay. I guess it, we have, we have kind of, I don't want to say lucked our way into it, but we've in a roundabout way. I think we found our best option there. Oh, good. Good for you guys. So yeah, thank you. So yeah. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, not Notre Dame, USC's best defensive player is Thule. Tulio, uh, I can never say it. Marlon, uh, Tulio, Tulio Pia, yeah, I think that's his name. Uh, he's graded out crazy high on PFF, which blew my mind this week when I was mm-hmm. looking at some of their rankings. Uh, he's the best defender in the Pac-12, which shocking. So uh, if Notre Dame is having some offensive line shovels, he might be able to get some stops. Drake Jackson, 
edge edge guy, probable first round pick. Is he healthy? I don't know. Like, is it's, he going to play? I, I've I've been looking for that and I can't I can't find it. All I see is questionable. I think he's going to play. They've had two weeks off. I haven't seen anything about it either yeah. way. Yeah. So that's probably he was yeah. in a walking boot. After the last game, which is why people are questioning right. his availability. I'm kind of like you. I, I kind of feel like he's going to play. But if we if we know Jackson Dart is not medically cleared yet, I feel like we would know if Jake right. Jackson. Too. Yeah, good point. Uh, they have another defensive lineman, Isaiah Soft Soft Sphere, something like that, from Alabama, yeah. who had some uh, leg surgery in the off season, a compartment leg compartment surgery. Yeah, and he's finally possibly cleared to play. So that might yeah, be they're trying to get him out there. A big so I think it's like a conditioning thing. I think he's healed from mm-hmm. his surgery, and it's a conditioning thing. So that might help with the run stopping. Might help with the quarterback pressures. So I, it, like I said, it's not so much USC's defense being great. It's the fact that Notre Dame's offense is pretty dodgy at times. It's that's, I mean that's obviously fair, right? I mean right. <laughs> They haven't run away from any team with the exception of Purdue. And that was 20 to 7 to 13, right? So that wasn't even like an offensive, you know, explosion. Right. Or I mean, they were like, they were the never Notre Dame just held but, their offense, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Notre Dame held their no, no offense and, down. And, you know, right. Purdue's like the best team they've played all year for the so, current. I guess Cincinnati. But I think, I think there's USC has kind of like the two team situation going on. So where the offense is is legitimately good. And and the Keontae Ingram thing, like the running game, they have they have a good running game. Like their running game isn't terrible. It's just that they're never going to commit to like this is how we're gonna win the game. Right. With our running game. It's never that. So like Keontae Ingram, like he'll have like 13 carries for like 64 yards, right? And you think hey, it's doing a pretty good job running the ball. But it's like, why is it not twenty five for you know one, one? Right. It's not. It's not something. like a real running attack. It's just like this guy's okay at running the ball. He busts a couple long, you know, longer ones every now and then. Yeah. Like, but they don't do it all the time. So what? Well, it's going, like, what's going on they, here? They're a big like eight yard gain team. Yeah. And not a thirty yard gain team, as far as like running the ball. Um. Obviously, everything is focused around Drake London who is having like an historic season, at least from a, a catches standpoint, less so yards. Like it's not, he doesn't I mean, he's have, at 800. Right. But it's like with 64 catches. Right. Well, you I, know? I mean, he could be at like 1200 yards at this point, you know? And, but so he has 800, but he has 64 catches and, he has like 80 something targets. It's actually kind of like his numbers are unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And, but it's like the touchdowns aren't very high for him either. That's eight. Um, I mean, it's fine. Does he have eight? Yeah. Oh, I thought he Did had he get like four. I thought he had like five or six where it's like, he's going to oh. have like, so I'll, he's going to have like 120 catches and like 10 touchdowns or something like that. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen, but <laughs> But no, he has. He has. I think he, I'm gonna check right now because you made me doubt myself. Okay, um, but I'm pretty sure he has eight. But yeah, so he's he's obviously great. Um, you know, I don't know if 
I don't know if Notre Dame is like going to how much attention they're going to give him because obviously they did this whole thing in 2019 where it's like they played Kyle like 30 yards deep or whatever, nothing over the top. And they were basically bracketing uh, Michael Pittman the whole game. Right. The difference then, though, is, you know, Pittman was a problem, but then they also had Amon Ross, St. Brown, and then they had Tyler Vons as well. And both those guys are, you know, really good college players. So it's like the USC doesn't have that this year. No. Um, no. Like Taj Washington and Gary Bryan are fine, right? Yeah, they're, they're fine. Not- they're- they're not the, the other two guys, though. And right, it is five. Not, you were right. It is five. It is five touchdowns for Drake London. Right. So it's like he's gonna, it's like a 10 touchdown season. He catches like 130 balls or whatever. Um, but yeah, so they don't they, they don't have those guys like that kind of explosiveness. They've had a ton of injuries. Well, they have no con- consistency either. So it's not right. even like it's pretty much just throw the ball at Drake drink London and then maybe someone else will catch one every now and then. Well, the, the, and the thing is, is their efficiency numbers are really good, but they're not an explosive team and they're terrible in the red zone. So that obviously is not great, right? Like you're a right. terrible red zone team and you're not an explosive team. So, um, that they just chew to, up yards. Right. So like their, their quote unquote success rate is really good, but, they can't score and that's kind of the name of the game and their defense is just freaking putrid like it's it's honestly and we talked about this on our pod like how is todd orlando like you can make the case that they should have fired helton and orlando like at the same time because the defense is just awful like you talked about you know jack Cohn loves to get sacked and they're playing usc who hates to sack quarterbacks (laughs) which is true there's something like 105th in sack rate. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. It took until Washington State to get their first sack of the season. Yeah. And I think they didn't get one in the, in the next game. They had like two or three against Colorado. And I don't even remember if they had any against Utah. I don't think so. Probably not the way Utah was playing. Yeah. And so it, it's just they can't – they don't – they don't get good pressure. They're just not a good. And it's strange because like Todd Orlando is supposed to be this like, like aggressive guy, right? Like bringing all these exotic blitzes and bringing pressures and all these other things. And they can't do it. Never looks like it. It looks like guys are just standing around, not knowing what to do, right. getting, getting beaten coverage, pass interference penalties. Love it. Well, that's the <laughs> other part of it too, is like they, so Dante Williams, like everyone loves him. And it's a whole, it's because of the recruiting piece, right? Like apparently he's a really good recruiter. One of the worst units on the team is the cornerbacks. I mean, they, they're just, they're not close. They give up penalties. They're not competitive. Like Isaac Taylor Stewart has gotten worse. Like he was, he was a useful player early in his career. And now he's just a sieve. Like he just gives it up. So someone. I was listening to the inside inside USC football, whatever their their podcast. Okay. And someone was saying that he actually hasn't been that bad. It's just you remember him getting torched by Stanford <laughs> because it happened the whole game, and he's been okay. I I I don't know. I don't I don't remember him making any big plays though. So like you could tell me anything. Well, I'm gonna it's, look him up. I mean, he did have a nice interception against uh, who was it? 
who do you, I think it was Oregon, Oregon State actually, and it ended up mattering because they right. just gave it up. Um, they gave it up later. Um, it's like someone threw it, like it's just a terrible interception. I'm pretty sure it was Oregon State. So, but everybody made a nice play on that. But I mean, it doesn't matter because the whole unit's been terrible. The safeties aren't that good. All the corners. I mean, Chris Steele's been terrible, and he's supposed to be like an all-pack twelve guy. Well, Isaiah uh, pull him out too. Like he's he. Yeah. I guess I think he's been kind of banged up a little bit. But then sit him. Like what? what? Well, he's a captain. So it's hard to it's look. It's hard to sit captains. It just is. Um, that's your right? job. That's, that's why you get paid the big bucks, man. It is your job, but you're already like not a good. Like you're already not like you're already on thin ice with the team anyway, and now you're gonna sit captains. I know. Well, not Helton's not on thin ice with the team. They love him. They love him. They're the only ones that love him. I don't yeah. know. Hey, Caleb Who are we Bullock's talking about? Oh, pull him out. Um, uh, yeah. Oh my. No, Isaiah Taylor him. Stewart. Isaiah Taylor Stewart. Is we talking about? No, but we're pull him out. His man. His coverage grade on a. PFF is is forty point nine. Let's see. That looks that sounds bad. Which is not what you want, I guess. For for uh, comparison for the Notre Dame fans, since this is the home of, of the Kyle Hamilton fan club, what's Kyle's coverage grade? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty low though. Oh. Oh no, it's pretty high. I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's somewhere it's somewhere in the seventies. Okay. Here's the thing about PFF too: is they have strange like they will give. They will like dock you for someone catching the ball in like your zone, even though the like the defense kind of lends itself to. So like, like if you're if you're like a flat defender, and someone catches the ball in the flat in front of you, and you tackle them for like three yards or whatever, like that's a catch against you. Ah, uh. and it's like, well, the defense is designed to give that up. That's the idea. Like they're supposed to catch it and you tackle them, and that's actually a good play, but it, it counts against. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, Isaac Taylor Stewart. He's actually he actually is having a pretty good season, I guess. Um, you know, their teams are eight of fifteen against him throwing the ball. What, like six of those are Stanford? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even um, a joke, honestly. If you, if you if anyone watched that game, back to all that. Well, let's dark. see. So Chris Steele, oh my God, teams are thirteen of seventeen throwing against him. Wow. The the passer rating against him is one fifty point seven, which perfect is one fifty eight point three. Oh my God. Um, let me find, pull him out. Let's see. Teams are 8 of 11 throwing against him. 136.4. It's just, I mean, it's terrible. So, I mean, these are good things for Notre Dame. But like I said, Notre Dame's not the kind of team that I've seen take advantage of this kind of stuff. I mean, they could. And I I don't think it's, you know, it's too crazy for me, for you you or I to say that. But I haven't seen it yet. So, fingers fingers crossed it doesn't happen. Neither was Utah. True. So <laughs> Utah looked like the best offense of the you know twentieth century against USC. <laughs> yeah, tight ends running the ball. It's like nineteen ninety-five Florida out there. Oh my god. Cameron rising though, super efficient ever since he got in there. That's why, you know, that was the joke we had is that Notre Dame should start Tyler Buckner because 
new quarterbacks against USC. I feel like it's I feel like it's the season of insert second quarterback team blows up, right? Like Stanford did it yep. when they played USC, right? They put in Tanner McKee and he was killing it. Um, you know, obviously Utah, Oklahoma did it, not against USC, but Oklahoma changed quarterbacks. Florida's changing quarterbacks. It's all it's 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 the it's all the, the rage. It's all the rage in college football, Michael. And Notre Dame no. refuses. They There's refuse to steadfast. give the people what they want. They refuse to give the people what they want, and that is not that is not good. That is not what makes people happy, Michael. That's peak Brian Kelly, though. <laughs> it totally is. Oh man! All right, so so. What I mean, what do you what chance do you give your team here? I mean, I, I refuse to believe that Brian Kelly would lose to like Dante Williams. Like that idea is just right. That narrative just doesn't sound like it, some, it, it's not even say. like narrative. Like it would just affect like honestly, losing to Dante Williams for Brian Kelly would be maybe the worst loss in his in the Kelly era, to be honest with you. Cause like, how dare you, like, how dare you lose to this guy who it's like, he, he's a, he's a cornerbacks coach. He gets boat raced by Utah. I can't handle boat race by Utah. Like, yeah, no, this is, that's true. That's true. And Notre, if there's one thing we know about Notre Dame in the last five years is they don't lose to teams, to bad teams. They don't lose to bad teams, Michael. And this is a bad team. And they don't lose at home, even though they did lose at home. But that was a good team. That was a good team. That's the number two team in the nation, right? That was that's right. That's a good oh. and, and, and and the quarterback situation was weird. And also like Sauce Gardner and stuff. Yeah. Future USC coach Luke Fickle. You know, this is future USC coach Luke Fickle. Doubtful. Doubtful. Uh, I mean ESPN has this one. Twenty-two percent chance for USC. I think that's a little low, but I don't know. Six and a half point spread, fifty-seven over under, which seems a little high, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I if, mean, it gets, if it gets to fifty-seven, I feel like Notre Dame is going to get to thirty-five, right? Like, if like, Notre, like, look, if Notre Dame gets to thirty-five, they freaking better win the game by like yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, I think if this thing hits the over, Notre Dame covers for sure. Just FYI for all the gamblers out there. If this thing goes under and it's close, you know, that's when USC could strike. But yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be close just because, but I probably in the end, I bet Notre Dame pulls it off. Unless something stupid happens, like Jonathan Dora just starts putting kicks in the stands or, <laughs> or the defense scores a touchdown somehow. Well, we mentioned on, I guess I, I mentioned on the pod with Brendan and we kind of touched on it a little bit, like, for whatever reason, you know, USC sends us a bad team and the game is close, right? So, like, 2018, same. Like, that team was, like, the 2018 USC team, like, that team was worse. Like, they... Those freshmen they, they folks, had, right? No, that's freshman Daniels. Oh, right, 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 right. Freshman Daniels, um, like, pre-Michael Pittman, like, Bolitnikoff guy, um... I mean, they had like so many injuries in the secondary. Like, it was the you're you were out there, like the backup walk on, like walk ons, like walk ons were playing safety for you guys, and it's twenty four to ten, you know, twenty four seventeen. 
Um, and then in 2019, you know, it, it, USC wasn't very good that year either. And 20 to 30 to 27, it's a close got, game. Got close at the end. Right. And then, and then, uh, you know, Notre Dame sends USC a bad team and it's like 49 to 14. Against I, was Sark. There, I, was there, I was there for that one. Were you? <laughs> I was, yes. Were we potting then? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think, I think that was the year before season. we started. Yeah. Yeah, you loved it so much. You were like, hey, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should start talking about Notre Dame USC football. We should talk about fun. Joke's on me. <laughs> we, should, we should have a podcast. Um, it was the one win in the last like six years or whatever. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned Luke Fickle before. How how in the weeds are you on the new coach? Like, are you just kind of waiting, waiting it out, not really getting into it? Do you have a preference? Do you care? Where so I would like I would like someone. It's hard because you know you you know who all the guys are now, right? Like because of the internet, Twitter, ESPN. Like I, I know who all the candidates are. There's no be no real shocker like Pete Carroll back back in you know the 90s. Right. I, I would prefer someone I don't know, and who has no ties to the program. I I want to trust the process. I want to trust the hiring you know the hiring committee or whatever, and I just want to be like, oh okay that. Interesting. Like, I want to say that. I want to say that about the new coach. Interesting. If it's not like, you know, Luke Fickle or, you know, some, you know, some high top, top rated coach slash assistant, right? If it's not one of those like top four or five guys, I would like it for to be someone I, I, I didn't really see coming and, you know, have to get talked into it, I guess. Because I think that that middle tier, I just don't, no one thrills me. No one excites me. It's either retreads or coordinators, coordinators slash head coaches I don't trust. Yeah. And like, whatever. They like, get someone fun. Get someone new. Get someone I'm not thinking about. Yeah. So I don't have a name. <laughs> this is, so my, this is name. my problem. But I really, mean, I... I really don't want someone tied to the program. Okay. So Luke Fickle is tied to the AD. But theoretically, Mike Bone is not. Tenured USC, right? So, he's so, only, he's so, only been okay, there for like so two years. You mean like not like a former player or something? Not not Mike Garrett USC. Not not Pat a former Hayden, coach. Not Pat Hayden USC. Yeah, yeah. Not a former coach. Not a former player. Not no ties to the school. I'm gonna throw two names out at you, okay? Okay. And I want you to just give me like the the first impression, like visceral reaction, okay? First one, Dave Aranda. You know, I liked Dave Aranda back when he shut USC down. When he was the Wisconsin coordinator. Okay. I, I remember him being like the hottest coordinator on the market. And now he's at Baylor. They're okay. The some I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts this week. I wanted to be I want to be ready for this. Okay. And somebody was kind of poo-pooing Dave Aranda for not having enough coaching experience. Okay. And I felt that was a little weird. I, he's a he's a low he's a SoCal guy, not an SC yes. guy, but a, a yes. SoCal guy. I I kind of like it. Defensive guy. It, I I don't hate it. I don't hate Dave Aranda. I'd be okay with that. Okay. Um. I I think you should be okay with it. To be honest with you, I think he fits the criteria of what you said. Like, oh, interesting, right? Like that. Yeah. Like, oh, here, okay. 
Okay, right. yeah. He's, he has head coaching experience, which everyone wants. Yeah. I, he seems kind of chappy, which, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> I think you do need I think you do need that defensive minded guy. Um because that was Pete Carroll, right? Yeah, he's he's a defensive backs coach. Right. So I think you need that. Um because I feel like you're always gonna have offense there. It's not that's not gonna be a struggle for you. Um you're always gonna be able to get athletes, you're always gonna be able to get quarterbacks, right? Right. So it's like, but you know that Clancy Pendergast and now freaking <laughs> Todd Orlando. Like, Todd Orlando. It's just like terrible. It's like awful. And it needs to be like the 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 vibe of the program needs to be like a defensive um, vibe. That being said, you ready for your next name? I am. Do you know who I'm going to say? No. Lane Kiffin. I mean, no one's ever been more pro Lane Kiffin than me. <laughs> so it it looks like you know he's he's matured. He's got that on this team humming. He he's great for content. Just he, he loves the Twitter. He loves good quotes. He play, he's an offensive guy. I, I'm all about Lane Kiffin, though he does not fit the ties to the program criteria. He very but, much does not. But being railroaded on a tarmac is kind of like. You know, that's a scorched earth. So I feel like he wouldn't be bringing in USC people or he'd have an axe to grind and it wouldn't be old USC, you know? Right. Pete Carroll's not coming through that door. Uh, Ed Orgeron's not coming through that door. Like, that stuff's not happening. I I don't think he'd come back. I, I If I were him, I wouldn't come back. But I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. He, he, he's a fun guy to have around. And he, he's like just just enough of a dick <laughs> it's like it was kind of like brian kelly right it's like they're, they're different obviously they're, but they're, right. it's like you got you know you got a little edge to them and it's kind of fun right. to have that around like you don't know what he's gonna say to reporters you don't know how he's gonna handle a situation it's exciting i'd be i wouldn't at I the moment be. i would be fine lane kiffin notre dame football coach i, I mean, saw that that's where i would be and and, and i i think that i'm very much falling in love with like you said like the content or the um the uh the allure of him like little dumb things right like catching the catching the thing thrown at him right taking like the golf ball to the press, to the press yeah, conference yeah like he's got the golf ball and he's like holding it up and someone throws a water ball at him and everyone ducks and he catches it like things that have nothing to do with like anything, <laughs> you know, like, um, you can't, you can't teach that, you know, you can't, and, you certainly can. And the kids love it. I'm sure the kids love it. Well, so here's the other part of that too. And why I'm predisposed to like Lane Kiffin is on the inside the garage podcast. They had a question of who, who would you want to drive cross country with? And it was a coach on your own staff and a coach, on any staff. Oh, that's a fun question. Right. And Kyle Hamilton said Lane Kiffin. <laughs> He's not wrong. And, and it's, it, it's a good, it, it's a good choice for one. Um, for two, it, it, it just kind of like a, a, like a little clue into the mind of these kids. Like that's where, that's where their head is at in terms of like what's attractive to them. Cause he seems like a fun young guy. I mean, he's probably not right. that young, young anymore, right. but 
Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, don't ever forget that he had the backup quarterback run on in the kicker's jersey for an extra point <laughs> while he was the SC coach. <laughs> that's I right. mean, that, that's an all-timer right there. That is an all-timer. That's fantastic. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, if, if you don't want him, we'll take him. I, I'm in for that. And look, it, there was a poll out on Twitter. Fox football had it up. It was like, what's the more attractive job, LSU or USC? It's like, USC, uh, you get to play the Pac-12 South. That, that place is terrible. <laughs> like you're, you're almost guaranteed a, a you know, New Year's Six Bowl just by not being awful. Also, like Alabama, not in your division. Right? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't snow. It's. Like, I guess. I guess it doesn't snow in LSU. Doesn't either, snow. But there are no hurricanes. Yeah, no and, hurricanes. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never been there, but I imagine Los Angeles just, you know, all things considered, is a better place to live. Mm-hmm. No knocking on 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 LSU. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's pretty. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty hard to knock Los Angeles. Right. I mean, you know, the property values are what they are for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right, so let's um, let's do predictions. You've kind of you've kind of alluded to it, but let's let's hear the official Michael Mudo predictions. All right, I said I have to. I mean, I have to be a homer here. I'm gonna go 28-27 USC. Okay. Notre Dame's gonna have the ball. At the end of the game, with a, with a chance to win, and they, and they don't they don't come through. They don't come through. They don't come through. Okay, that's that's three touchdowns and two field goals for the Irish. Four touchdowns for USC. Okay, what no, it, so no field goals. What do you think it's going to be really? <laughs> uh, I think it's really going to be probably like 32-24, <laughs> like an eight point eight point Notre Dame victory, and SC okay. had a chance like the fourth quarter to make it close and didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> but right. 28 27 USC. Okay. I'm going to say 38 24 Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Blowout, huh? Not really. I think it's going to be one of those like, um, like made to be two touchdowns late kind of things. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like kind of back and forth. You know what it's going to be like? So like a sack the, fumble touchdown kind of thing happens yeah, kind of like the, the, the 2018 Stanford game is like it ended up 38 21, but it was what was it? It was 20, I guess it was 38 21. It was 28 21, like late. Got it. And 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 in the fourth quarter, and then Notre Dame scored a couple times, and that was kind of it. Um, I could see it going like that, something like that. Oh no, wait, thirty-eight seventeen. Right, it was thirty-eight seventeen. They won by twenty-one. So it was twenty-four seventeen late in the fourth quarter, and then Notre Dame got like a couple of late scores, and then that was kind of it. I You're see something similar happening with an over and a cover. Okay. Yeah, I could see something similar to that, where like. It's third. It's it's so like I could see the same thing happening. It's a close game going to the fourth quarter. Notre Dame scores a couple times. The game's over, and USC's really good at getting that like garbage time, meaningless touchdown at the end. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're really good at that. I mean, so Slovis is gonna have like 425 yards. Yeah. Like be ready yeah. for that, everyone. And you're gonna be like, really? He had that many? <laughs> right. 
It's like, man, like they're killing Slovis early and it's like, he's terrible. It's like, he has like two touchdowns and two picks or something. And you're like, man, Slovis, I don't know. And then you look up and it's like, man, the guy threw for four twenty five and three touchdowns, huh? Like a 65% clip. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, here's the real question. Do you, how bored will I be in the second quarter? Like, I feel like that's where the, the grinding is going to happen. Well, see, you see, here's the thing. You have to understand that, like, you're going to a Notre Dame football game, right? Like, it's not USC. So there's a lot of boredom. Like, the stands are going to be full. Mm, that's true. <laughs> so, that's, like, I, I have, you know, I haven't been to, like, a real college football game. Right. Like, besides, you know, USC. Yeah, like, like this is going to be, like, a totally different experience, right? Like, it's going to be the full college football experience where USC games aren't really like that. Or UCLA games. De- UCLA games are definitely not really like that. So, but that'll be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be really fun. We're going to go with Tim and it's going to be a great time. I mean, and it can't, it can't be a bad time. It really can't. It, it, it can't. Yeah. I mean, it's a night, it's a night game in, in Notre Dame stadium. I mean, a little worried about, a little worried about that. Might get cold at night, but. <laughs> It's it, honestly though, it, it's not gonna feel cold. No, no, it'll be great. It'll be great to see everything. It'll be great to see all the sights and see all the people. Yeah, and we're I'm gonna sad. try. I, I don't. How are we gonna do this? I, I know we're supposed to like do the post game pod. I don't know how we're gonna do it. I don't know. I mean, we'll be we'll be home by. <laughs> we'll be home Sunday night. We could, but it's fun to do it like in. When oh, we like get back to like the Airbnb. Different different rooms of the Airbnb. Would it have to be? It, it has to be different rooms, right? I think so. Because we do it we on our do, phones. Well, we could do it on our phones, but like we also we could do like we need to get like a like a a sound mixer thing or whatever, so that if we're sitting next to each other, if we're sitting next to each other, our microphones are going to pick up our voices. Yes. Yes. Ah, so. Whatever. This is great radio. Um, great, great radio. I told you, right. Greg. I'm, I'm going to be in no physical shape or form to figure out sound on Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be phones. All right. All right. All right. So um, he's at Michael Muto on Twitter. Follow him. He's, he's not like a big. No, no. Big but I'll talk guy. to you. He'll, he'll talk to you for sure. I'll he'll even engage. say your name on the podcast. He'll engage. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm but you cheap, can follow I'm him on date. Twitter. I'm at Greg2126. Um, the Untitled Pod is we're, – we're weekly, right? So we're usually uh, Sundays. Yeah. I'll try to put this on game. our feed. Uh, I'll talk to Frank and, and see if he can – Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's right. We'll put – this will run on both feeds, um, as will the post game, um, as long as Frank isn't a part of it. If he is, then we'll figure something out. But yeah, no, we're all, we're all friends here. Congratulations, we're all Frank. Friends. Babies are great. Yes. Have, have a million. Yes. Have a million babies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm at Greg2126 on Twitter. Um, you can follow me for a bunch of Notre Dame stuff. The Always best Notre out. Dame follow on Twitter. I appreciate you, Michael. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, um, that's what it's going to be. Do you think Kyle Hamilton plays offense? In this Sorry, game? I forgot to ask for the brand. In this game? Yes, in this game. While you're um, in the stands. Yes, he is going to. Love it. Love I'm it. Go- I'm willing it to happen. Let's end, let's end there. Yeah, let's end there. Um, all right, go Irish. Bye, Don. Bye.